So, uh, Whiskey God, Yak Malika means happy hunting or humping... Humping happy. <laughs> oh, wow. It's been so long. Oh, humping There's happy. our intro. Humping. <laughs> Let's hope you're all humping happy out there. <laughs> Freudian slip, if ever I've heard one. <laughs> got something on the brain there, Nick. Have you got oh. something on the brain? Amazing. Hey, have another sip of whiskey. I need it. So, uh, whiskey god. Yak liquor means happy hunting or hum. Did he do it again? <laughs> Humping. <laughs> In episode 34, we're tasting the latest offering from MacMira's seasonal range with the Yak liquor single malt Swedish whiskey. And joining us once again and giving us our own special tasting session is MacMira brand ambassador, Richard McKeon. Love that guy. Friend of the pod. Great guy. And as always, you can find some more whiskey-based content on all our social media platforms. Whiskey and Things podcast on Instagram and Whiskey and Things on Facebook and Twitter. And would you believe it, Nick? We've had nearly 20 reviews on Apple Podcasts. So why not go and join in that party and give us a little rating or review? Uh, But just make sure you've at least clicked the subscribe or follow button wherever you are listening to our podcast. That would really make a difference. You're listening to the Whiskey and Things Podcast with Dave Giles and Nick Kent. Hello and welcome to episode 34 of the Whiskey and Things podcast. Racking I them am up. Dave Giles. And I'm Nick Kent. Yes. Yes, we are. Racking them up like Racky Plues. <laughs> Racky uh, Plues, callback. Callback there yeah, to theatre director Racky Plues, who was a guest um, a million years Some ago. Some episodes ago. Some episodes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. She might still be about to turn up because she was rather late. So who knows when yeah. she's going to turn up into our little Zoom conversation. She may appear again she's sometime. Asleep. She's asleep right now. She might turn up when she wants to. Anyway, yeah. Nick, how you been this week, old buddy, old pal? I'm all right. I'm all right. You know, normal lockdown stuff, getting bored of looking at my own face. But uh, it's the only one I've got. So just going to get on with it. Um, and yeah, the US election finally, finally kind of got, got resolved, didn't it? Oh so man, our, been... our, our prediction of... Uh, well, the old guy. By the time you listen to this, it might be over. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I that was relevant a... on a few days. That's the thing, yeah. I put up an Instagram post of our um, intro or whatever it was. And it's like, hopefully the uh, it'll be decided today. And it was still relevant <laughs> three days later after we, or Crikey. four days after we recorded it. Arguably to some, it's still relevant anyway. There we go. Yes, there we go. But we don't do politics on this show. We do whiskey, ladies and gentlemen. Occasionally some things. And this is a very special week, in my opinion. Yes, this is. This is. This is arguably our first guided tasting. Would you call it that, Nick? Have we done a guided tasting before within the pod? I don't think we have. Not within the pod, no. No, Uh, so this is great. No, well, we did one with this gentleman before. Yeah, but that was that wasn't at the time, was it? No, Not you're right. At, together at the same time, and he didn't have the whiskey, whiskey because the whiskey we had back then was so out of date. Even he didn't have it. Exactly. Anyway, exactly. Shall we crack on then? I think we should just get on. Lovely. And even though it's a few days after we recorded this, I've poured myself a dram of this whiskey. So have I. To taste along. So enjoy. <laughs> Cheers. Thanks for coming. Whiskey bots roll out. So, Nick, this week's whiskey. Mac Mirror 
Yak Licker. And we have a very special guest this week. A returning guest. We do. Mr. Richard McKeon, brand ambassador. Friend of the pod. Friend of the pod of McMira. Hello, Richard. Hello. Hello, Dave. Hello, Nick. Um, thank you very much for having me back. Glad to be here. Welcome oh, back. Great, great having you. Yeah, great yeah, having yeah. you. It's nice this week we're actually tasting a whiskey which people can actually go out and get. Because obviously last time was back in <laughs> episode 17 in the 14th of July. Yeah. Back then we did the special six bottling, which... Um, production had ceased so <laughs> just like last week on the show whiskey no one could buy great um but this week yes yak liquor exciting could you tell us a bit about the uh the thoughts behind this new bottling you guys come out with um so yak liquor well yak liquor means um hunting happiness oh. and um and it's, it's a big part of the swedish culture sort of the reasons why you know um why she wanted to make it so yak liquor hunting happiness that doesn't necessarily mean out you know stalking deer and things like that in the forest. It could mean going out, looking for things, foraging for berries, you know, um, picking mushrooms, uh, looking for waterfalls to paint a picture of, you know, just going out into the wilderness and having a look around. And I think uh, at the moment, given that we talk, it seems every lockdown is probably people thinking it might sound quite nice to get out and, yeah. and have yeah. a look around the woods. Um, yeah, it's about getting out and exploring. In Sweden, they've got something similar to um, laws in Scotland and a few other different countries, um, a freedom to roam, the right to roam. Um, in Sweden, it's referred to as um, Arlen and Straten, and, uh, and it's a huge part of culture there. So this is um, something to celebrate that. Um, it's part of our seasonal range, so twice a year, so uh, spring, summer, autumn, winter, we'll bring out uh, a limited edition. Wow. Uh, and this is the one for autumn winter this time now. So yeah. this is what uh, the last one being, isn't this the 15th bottling out of that? Okay. It, it could be, I think, because it has been around about eight years or so. Yeah, um, 2013, I think. Yeah, this this range came in to release, uh, oh, sorry, uh, to replace uh, the special range of right. which uh, the dram that we tried last time was a part of. Right. Um, so yes, the seasonal, and this one, so the, the, the spring summer tends to be a bit lighter. The autumn winter tends to be a bit heavier. And as we get to you know, taste this, I think you'll see um, a, a big difference, especially between this and the, the summer meadow um, one that we had last time, mm. albeit from the, uh, the special release. Um, so, yeah, so it's just about celebrating the outdoors culture and outdoors life of Swedish people and um, trying to capture the essence of, you know, of that sort of part of their lives and walking around and uh, imagine you're in a, a big forest and all the smells and colours as part of the packaging at least yeah, um, oh, yeah. it's great packaging I'm loving it because I won this bottle <laughs> a few weeks back at the whiskey show from your guys at this at the McMira stand and when it came through it's just I don't know it's just a nice box you get a proper box it's got a proper good bung and it's just a lovely bit of packaging it kind of makes you excited to kind of get into it you know hey Nick do you, do you remember the question that you answered to win the uh, to win the said bottle I do I do what does McMira mean? Remember the, uh, wait, a bug of the bog. No. <laughs> no, it wasn't. That wasn't it at all. It was bug of the bog. The question yeah. was, what's the what's the little logo on no, the top No, but no the... one got that right. Yeah, the question was, what what, what is the logo, which is on on the top here? But no one no got one it right. right. So they had to come yeah. up with a, an easier one, which was, what does McMira mean? Which I found was bug of the bog or something similar. Um, but that's how I won it. But yeah, no something got- similar. You're on. You're, you're on the money, really. It's um, midge bog, mosquito swamp. It's uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, Mac and Nira, 
two different uh, two different words put together. It's actually a village in Sweden, you know, near the town Yaffel, about uh, an hour or so north of Stockholm. So it is a real place. It's not just a, you know, a funny name someone thought up or something that sounded a bit Scottish. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it is an actual place. But Mac means a small, annoying, nibbly flying insect. So midge <laughs> is what I think with you know, my Scottish family midge, for sure. Yes, midge mirror, and then. Um, yeah, and then Mira means you know <laughs> wetlands, bog, swamp, and whatever that might be. So um, yeah, midge bog, midge swamp. So uh, yeah. congratulations on the win. Yeah. Thank you, ah, Vienna. That was nice. Anyway, yes. um, but talking about the the packaging, just you know, as, as we brought it up, I think you know the the liquids probably whatever wants to hear about the most. And it's, I think when it comes to whiskey, that's clearly the most important thing. But packaging, if you're anything like me and you buy more whiskey than you can drink, and things are going to sit on the shelf for a little while. I think it's nice to have a good bit of packaging to it and um, our seasonal releases that come out. Um, if you've seen any of the others, I know I mentioned the Huerda Tid when I was here last time, the Amarone yeah. wine cask finish. Um, they, the the colours of the pack, of the boxes that we have for seasonals tend to have something to do with the liquid inside or whatever the inspiration was. And um, and the packaging you've got there, I know you've just shown it up. And this mm. is useless for anyone listening in. I know you have some people on Patreon you know, watching. But... Um, the, the, the fade and the, the shade and the colour of this is all based on uh, or inspired by uh, a Swedish artist born in the late 19th century called John Bauer, who was uh, famed for painting um, mythical creatures and, uh, you know, ethereal, mythical landscapes and forests. And yeah. um, if you're aware, I'm sure um, you guys look roughly my age, I would I dare say. So you're probably aware of uh, Jim Henson's The Dark Crystal. Yeah, um, yeah. John Bauer, um, you know, he was the inspiration for, for that work, at least in part. Um, you know, his, his work on Gnomes and Trolls was a big series that he did okay. as well. So because his work is synonymous with the Swedish outdoors and the, you know, the forests and walking around and exploring and looking for magical things that you can find, and hunting stuff, um, you know, it went hand in hand really with yak liquor with a hunting happiness, yeah. outdoor whiskey. Totally. I love all this. This, this is it? so cool. It's, it, it's, it's so nice that it's all got a story, like an artistic expression behind what essentially is, just, even like the, the whole process, like the, the idea behind the whiskey, all of it is to try and express something. It's so much like writing a song. For me, you know, it's it's <laughs> yeah. great. I'm, I'm, love, I'm loving hearing you talk about this. It's great. Well, that the story part of it, it's interesting you said, because I mentioned a moment ago, the liquid is, you know, liquid's paramount, liquid's the most important thing. Packaging's obviously great as well, but people really like different things about whiskey. I mean, you can have a different favourite thing about whiskey, though, on a weekly basis or even more often. But um, for me, story has always been a big part of it. Um, history was always one of my favourite subjects at schools and, um, you know, and, and reading you know, fantasy books, whatever they might have been. Um, so story to me, I, I, I love it. I love a good background or just even knowing, even if it's boring and it's just some sort of context that you can get behind some scientific process in the distillation techniques that people use. Yeah. There's anything that can add a bit of color and a bit of context to me. Um, I really like, so yeah. it makes yeah. my job easy and, um, and, and happy for me when I'm able to talk about these things. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I was going to absolutely. ask, um, Mac, um, recycling is a big deal for MacMira. Um, top of this bottle is this made from anything particular the wood yeah. is that recycled or yeah so we've got two types of um, bottle stopper you know the cork tops that we, we use um one of which you've got here is uh, is wood it's made yeah. of oak and uh, it's made from uh you see you've got the second one there the metal one yeah but the wood is made from recycled casks right so um 
we use, and we'll get onto the cask recipe that we've got with this, but uh, I know we talked about it before. We use lots of different sizes of casks, and we use um, a, a lot of 30-litre casks. And to make those, we take a 200-litre cask, you know, uh, often we will, you know, chop the ends off of it to make it into a smaller cask and recoup it back together. So we end up with these you know, excess pieces of wood, of oak, yeah. that, you know, they, they either get turned into... Um, or go towards making biofuel pellets that we use to power the distillery, the gravity distillery, um, or some of them get turned into bottle stoppers like this. So this is Swedish oak? Oh, it could be Swedish oak. It could be ex-bourbon. I think by the time, unfortunately, it gets to, you know, um, uh, the shelf somewhere or turns up at your door, I'm you saying might not have Swedish. I'm saying it's Swedish oak. I'm saying it's we can dense. say it's Swedish. I'm saying it's Swedish oak. I think it certainly oh, adds yeah. to the romanticism. I've got some, I've got some in the house. <laughs> You've got some. I've got some Swedish. Yeah, I remember you talked about that. <laughs> you talked about that before. Um, in between um, my, my segments on the, the last podcast, I know that uh, you brought up yes. Swedish oak and, and Dave teased you a little bit about about your oak chat. Or... But in, in fairness, Richard, this whole, whole um, <laughs> podcast since its beginning has been an, an, a, a never-ending uh, learning experience about wood. And the flavouring that different wood uh, can can bring, and um, to the whiskey, and, and we even went to a tasting just on uh, the difference that wood can make, uh, which right. was uh, so so yeah. Back then, it was kind of like it was still a bit of a joke, but now we take it quite seriously, and we now <laughs> are beginning to understand the differences. It's like, can you taste the wood? Well, actually, yeah, yeah you kind of can, and uh, you can definitely know that know what characteristics is it's going to change. Uh, add to certain whiskies yeah. um so so yeah that's uh yeah although i teased him about it before i'm <laughs> See, now i'm, I'm now a somebody convert. else picked up i'm on a it. convert <laughs> let me smell all the wood <laughs> you know, <laughs> i, I want to taste all the wood uh, wood wood has an enormous it's, it's what a, a lot of people say it's the most important part of it that's i think it's um, there's a debate to be had around it, uh, whether or not it is the most important part, but the flavours and the characteristics it can do, it can remove flavours from whiskey, yeah. it can add flavours into it. There's so many different things that it does. Um, you can create flavours throughout the distillation process or throughout the whiskey making process, I should say, you know, from fermentation and all sorts of things. But um, wood is where if you use something, you use bad wood, you're going to probably end, you can put good spirit into bad wood mm. and you're not going to end up with good whiskey. Yeah, um, and vice versa. You know, the other way around, you could put a bad spirit into good wood, and it might save it a little bit, but um, it's not going to make it into a good whiskey magic. You need a good balance. But there are so many different types of woods that yeah. you can use. And I think, and with us, we have um, relatively complicated cask recipes that go into our. Yes, um, I mean, into our whiskey. So that might be a good time to actually touch on. I tell you what, that's a perfect segue. Look, that's a perfect segue. I love yeah. it. You're a professional, well, so, Richard. Love it. So with this, you've probably found out on your, your journey of discovery so far, um, lots of, I, I dare say that most producers and most distilleries tend to release things that will have, um, that will be 100% ex-bourbon or something that's been an ex-bourbon for most of its life and then finished in a different sherry cask yeah. or a wine cask, or it could have been wine and sherry its whole life. But you don't tend to find too many that have um, more than one or two different types of um, wood influence, oak influence. I dare say that the, the majority of ours, um, our release, especially the, the seasonal releases, tend to have anywhere from two, three, four, five different types of oak. And then within that as well, different sizes of casks. Mm. So we've talked about the type of oak mattering, but the sizes of oak and the sizes of the cask, sorry, has a, a huge influence too. The smaller the cask will be, the faster the development of the whiskey within it. 
Uh, and you know, and it goes the opposite way. The larger, then you know, the slower the development and the maturation might be, or the influence you can get from it. Yeah. Um, so with this one, we've got um, five, five different types of casts have gone into this. So the first three. So I should actually probably say that um, one of the the key characteristics of this year's or this this season's seasonal release is that this has had um, lingonberry and blueberry wine. Um, yeah, influenced casks in its creation. So the first three different types of casks that we used were American oak, American oak, uh, ex-bourbon, and Swedish oak. And we took those three different casks uh, and seasoned them with this lingonberry and blueberry wine that we get from a, a Swedish natural wine producer called wow. Glittertown. Right. We've worked with them for a number of years. Oh, amazing. Okay, so you didn't get the barrels from them. You literally took their wine and made the no, barrels. Great. Nice. When we first met, without digressing too far, when we first sort of um, built a relationship with them, I think they had something, a uh, cloudberry wine that they were experimenting with at the time, maturing it or aging it in some Swedish oak casks. And when they were done with it, they contacted us and asked us if we wanted the cask. And that's how the relationship began. So Amazing. they do put things in their own woods and we might have things off of them over the years. But with this, this is stuff that we've seasoned ourselves. Yeah. Um, the other two casks that we've used, um, so Ex Oloroso, um, quite a common one to see, and um, new and first fill American oak casks that haven't had the wine in, so wow. they've just got their original influence from it. And in all of those casks, so that's five different types of casks already, um, they're different sizes as well. So the first, the three wine casks that we've used are between 30 and 128 litres in size, and the new American oak casks and the first fill American oak casks were 100 litres in size, and the Oloroso casks were 128 to 200 litres in size. So it sounds very complicated. And if you're anything like me, listening to a podcast, especially about whiskey, you might be rewinding 10 seconds or 30 seconds, whatever you're passing. So to try and keep up Making with notes. it, I know that I do. Yeah. Um, but that's, Angela, that we've talked about, uh, is probably one of the hardest working or um, makes her job hard for herself, perhaps, with the amount of uh, different casts that she uses and the experimentation that she has. But got to be one of the hardest working master blenders in, in whiskey because there's so many different things and different varieties that go into the seasonal releases that we have that wow. she's got to work cut out. Yeah, as well. She's got I, so I, many um, like warehouses to choose from as well, I'm guessing. From yeah. all, and they're all over the place. So Yeah, scattered all over the country. Yeah. yeah. So I'm guessing, is this a mix of um, casks from different warehouses or is this maybe just the uh, the mines or something? All, all of these, all of these have, have come from the Bodas mines, oh, okay. which is my right. pronunciation again. Yeah, which is uh, I think we did talk about it last time, but we've got um, this fifty meter below ground, enormous cavernous like mine system. Wasn't iron ore iron iron ore mine in the nineteenth century? Closed down for some time, opened up again, um, and I think in the sixties, seventies, closed down again for ten years. Then became a mushroom farmer, you know, yeah. cultivating mushrooms down there for the supermarkets. Um, and then was used to test mining equipment as well before we got our hands on it in 2004, um, you know, to try and keep our whiskey out of the bitter Swedish cold. And it gives us an environment that we can control as well. So um, mm. constant humidity, uh, relatively constant temperatures. Um, constant, very great. humid, I think, isn't it? You were saying yeah, like, very like humid. 100% or something. It's, it's, it's 99%. So, yeah, so you're, you're, you're more or less bang on. Um, yeah, 99% humidity, so which has a, a huge different you know, impact on, on the way that whiskey matures down there and you know that the ABV could, might drop and um, lots of different things can change. Yeah. And the other warehouses scattered all around, one on top of a mountain, I think uh, mentioned briefly before, one on an island, 
built into a rock where the previous whiskey that we tried had been matured. Yeah. Um, a rock that was used to store torpedoes. I said munitions when we spoke last time, but I've since discovered there was actually uh, the Navy stored their torpedoes in there, and now we use it as a warehouse. Oh, of course it did. Wow. Yeah, so Angela has a work cut out. I love it. <laughs> Lots of different things to choose from. Uh, Angela Desario, your chief nose officer. That's it, yeah, which I think is one of the best titles in whiskey as well. We're um, To touch on that quickly, she's our, our master blender, which I think is a more um, well, familiar title for a lot of people. But uh, our founders at the time, uh, when Angela joined us, all, I think 16, 17 years ago now, didn't think it was grand enough. So chief nose officer, that's what they... Uh, <laughs> so good. So, you know, so like, good. Looks great on the business um, card. Yeah, yeah, probably would look up a good business card. Although although this is a, this is a special release, right? So... Uh, how many how many bottles are produced of this release? Yeah, so seasonal releases tend to be anywhere between twelve and fifteen thousand in their run. Right, okay. So um, yeah, so it's it's limited edition. Uh, you know, as in you know, it, once it's gone and once it's sold, it's you won't be able to get it again. We won't yeah, yeah. we won't replicate anything exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did have a whiskey come out. I think it was actually the one that preceded the special number six that we tried last time. The special number five was Yak Liquor, right. but it was a, it was a different different cast composition and, and slightly different flavours that were in there. So you might see them bear the same name, um, but they won't be the same you know, flavour or profile again. But twelve to 15,000, and you know, once it's gone, it's gone. It's but gone. Uh, you, know, you should be able to find it in most places at the moment. Yes, yes. Get, get there quick, get in there quick. But, that, but I guess that makes her life slightly easier because she's then not having to try and recreate it again in, in a year's time. Um, well, she can yeah. she can then have some fun putting different combinations together for That's a different lovely. story. It's like an album. It's done yeah, this out exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. That's my point. The whole whole <laughs> of the, their things. It's like you. Know, uh, it's amazing. Love it. I love it. Yeah, Sh- shall um, shall we shall we start having a little nose of this Nick, or is there, is there anything yeah. any, anything else that we should know at this oh, point? Oh yeah, you just had a bit of a nice pop there, Richard. Let's have a look. Oh, I was hoping that that would. Uh... That would have turned up on the microphone. I hope that stays in because uh, one of my favourite things about opening a whiskey is hearing yeah, that little pop. It's all about the pop. It's all about the pop. Well, yeah, it's the squeak, the squeak, and then the pop. Yeah, the colour's beautiful. Let's start with the colour, Dave. All right, yeah, go with that. Go on then. Let's start with the colour. That's natural. It, it, Na- natural as well. There's um, unchill filtered, no added colouring. It's rich. Lovely. It's, it's beautiful. Yes. Yeah, the, I mean, on on the nose for me, it's very spicy straight away. You get a get a a load of spice instantly hitting your nose mm. i'm getting the vanillas um dried dark fruit the raisins i'm getting a bit of you know, that malt loaf which you you know i'm sure that's all you ever smell <laughs> no but <laughs> that's why i associate with raisins and and malt whiskey yeah, funnily enough. enough fair enough yeah 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 <laughs> it is a you know it is a single malt everything we find uh is part of our own journey through life anyway with the nice of course so you, you you associate with the food as you've just mentioned then, something that you're familiar with or uh, if it's something that you're, you know, your, your granny used to cook for you as a boy or, you know, as a, as a, as a young person, mm. I should say, and um, whatever, you know, anything, walking through a, a field that you've got a happy memory of and, and smelling freshly cut grass or, you know, through a farm and, and smelling silage. And that's um, something I pick up quite a lot, silage in um, in some Scottish Whiskies. Oh really? Yeah, you know, you know, this one does. I know this was the this is the autumn winter release, but it does have a summer rain vibe to it in my head. The way it is smells. That, um, is that perhaps some some berry influence? You think? Quite possibly, yeah. Quite possibly. For me, there's heaps of berries and, and spices. That when when this bottle first arrived with me, and you know, I had to write some notes for it for work. Um, you know, you said spices straight away, and yeah, they're spicy, spi- spicy. Um, 
heaps of berry. It's it's fresh but somehow sort of rich at the same time. Yeah. One thing I, I wrote down, and um, I think it was one of the I was quite proud of myself for the note because I'm not I'm not too creative with my tasting notes. They tend to be like one word, just nice um, descriptions. <laughs> uh, but this, yeah, so um, blueberry or, or cherry yogurt. You know, the I think it was that like the texture I could find on the nose. That sort of thickness oh. made me think creamy. Oh, wow, then, yeah, yeah. It's definitely got a creamy texture. You're so right. That flavour yogurt. Oh my god, I've, that's amazing. Thank amazing. you very much. I feel. Um, I feel sort of vindicated in, in writing it down. I thought it was quite an adventurous one, but 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 the thing is, then at the same, this is it's got such a great experience on the nose because at the same time you can get like I'm getting dried herbs, right? Um, I used to remember when I when I was like 15, I used to think of myself as a cook, even though I wasn't. Clearly, I'd, I'd make myself a tin of Heinz tomato soup and just go to my mum's spice rack and just choose different herbs off the top and put them in. And to me, that meant I was an expert chef. Oh, I was I was good at cooking because I used to add herbs to my soup. But, but <laughs> I think that means means you are. I do something similar with um, with pizza. If I buy a pizza from the supermarket and I get home, I, I don't tend to put that straight in the oven. I'll oh, put yeah, a circle of olive it. oil around the top. Oh, I'll put yeah, some, there it is. some chili yeah. flakes. If, if I've got some, um, if I happen to have some, you know, Parma ham, if I'm uh, feeling fancy in the fridge, I might pull some of that out and strip it over the top. Or nice. I, don't, uh, nice. I don't settle for plain old soup if that's not what you want. Keen for the win there. Exactly. So yeah, I'm, I'm getting, but I, it, it's amazing to think that within this, I'm getting a, a fruity yogurt and dried herbs all from the <laughs> same experience. Yeah. Like it's, it's one of the wonderful things. And yet they work well together. They're like that, I don't know how that does work, but for some reason it works. Um, lots of hard work talking yeah. about yeah. Angela and uh, the graph that she puts in. Um, the, the variety, that the amount of things that she has, you know, has to choose from um, and that she has available to her, the different car sizes, the different types of things. Because we're not you know, um, bound by tradition and heritage that you might have in, in you know, let's say, in, in Scotland, um, using different berry wines. The, I've heard about some of the, the cars that we've got, you know, the you know, experimenting with in the warehouses and things, and just... Um, you might see some really exciting things come out that you've never really heard of before. Well, one of them would have been the green tea cask, you know, the Grunter Tee that we had come out that was the previous seasonal release. Um, you know, that's something that not really anyone else has, uh, has tried to attempt before. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting because uh, the, the, the Dave Broom book I've been reading recently suggests that you, you mix green tea with your whiskey uh, oh, yeah. as, as, a, as a cocktail. Um, wow. So actually that does does seem to make some sense um i have one question from earlier and you because you just mentioned the wine what happens to the wine after after you've put it in the in the cask do you know the answer like do they then have a big party and use all the wine or, or does that just go somewhere does they then use it to put in other casks as well until- no, I'm, I'm i'm laughing because um actually in, in this instance that's a question that i think it's the first time that um i actually asked angela what well, what happens with the you know whatever else was in that cask before the first time I did, and she said, oh, you know, we have a big staff party with it. And I thought, <laughs> oh, awesome. No, I'll, I'll try and get over to, you know, Sweden for it. And then um, and then she laughed a bit and said that, no, that's just what she says as a joke to people when, when uh. they ask. She's always asked. So um, it, 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 uh, different things could happen. So in this instance, um, I'm not actually sure that she got round to telling me, so I don't think I can answer you. But, um, <laughs> unfortunately, it's a secret, that's why. It's in a basement. No, yeah. <laughs> Um, Oloroso, for example, as, as, as happens with, I think, most um, this series, most people that use Oloroso cars or, or that buy Oloroso to season cars as well, 
Um, they'll probably go off to you know make vinegar. Um, once it's been used to season casks once or twice, I guess. It depends on how good that sherry is once it's still come out. Has it taken too much influence from the wood that it's gone into? Is it good for anything anymore? That would yeah. sort of dictate what you do with it. But as for the wine, I'm sure there could well be a stash of it somewhere. Um, I'll find <laughs> out perhaps. And if there is, I'll see if I can get a, a plus two for a party. Nice. Oh, perfect. Perfect. <laughs> anyway, should we get tasting this, Nick? Yeah. Let's do it. You're listening to the Whiskey and Things podcast. Oh, wow. I'm liking that. Mm. It's got a spicy kick off the top for me. Vanilla, a bit later on. Yeah, dark fruits. Very creamy. Dark, oh, yeah, creamy. Yeah. Dark fruits. Creamy vibe. So, yeah. I can't, Cherry I mean, yogurt. I now cannot get. <laughs> I can't get the yogurt thing out. Like the, the the fruit yogurt, I can't get that out of my of my head now. That's so good. It's got a really long, it's a real long finish as well. Long finish, yeah. Tingle and the yeah. raisins are there at the end as well. I was going to say, I've just I've enjoyed listening to what you guys are saying there because that is quite similar to the experience that I have um, with it and, and the things that I find, um, especially the long sort of lingering finish. Now, when I first tried this, I'm not a, a big fan with with most whiskies with like a, a dry finish. I know lots, lots of people are, that you know, they love it. But for me, I, I like something that, um, well, a, a bit of juice to it is the only way I really know how to describe it. Mm. When I first tried this, I thought, um, nose, excellent, palate, excellent. And then when the finish began, it started drying. And um, I wasn't too sure. And I thought, I'm not, I'm not too sold on it. But then it sort of just builds back up. And to use a musical term uh, for you, go into a big crescendo of, of fruits and juices and spices at the end. And then it just stays there just coating the tongue and, and coating the, uh, the roof of your mouth. You literally just took the words out of my mouth. When it, when it, when you first swallow, it's, it leaves a bit of dryness in your mouth, but then it all comes back again. It seems to unleash, uh, unleash the glands in your mouth to say, <laughs> produce, yeah. produce. Have you, are you getting that Nick? And then, yeah. and then more flavor comes as well as a result. It's, well, a, it's incredible. I, That's I, such an experience. Yeah. Is that kind of like the equivalent? You're, Saliva glands are obviously like shooting a load in. That's almost like adding the water afterwards, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know, so yeah. then it's separating the oils in your mouth and you're getting different things. So oh, I just wow. did it yeah. just now and I just felt the saliva start going, just building up. I was like, wow, you know. Yeah. This is a mouth-watering whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So my, uh, I've never thought about that. My theory on, um, on, on that sort of that dry flash that you have, um, it's, it's lingonberry and blueberry wine um, that, that, you know, sort of gone into the, the three of the casts, three of the five casts that we've had into it. Now, lingonberry, if, is, uh, if you're like me and uh, you didn't know what a lingonberry was before you'd heard about it. Yeah, I was going to ask, but I wasn't sure <laughs> if everyone else did know. It's on the bottle. It's one of these, right? I'm guessing. There, that's it. It's on the bottle, illustrations yeah. on the bottle. But. Yeah. Um, but a ling- lingonberry is like a, a, a cranberry's cousin. Um, yeah, okay. That would so, make so, sense. So, yeah, so that so my theory is with that that sort of dry flash is you know it's that yeah. that whatever that I don't know what it is but I'd sort of associate cranberry a bit of bitterness not bitter yeah. like and bitter and bad but you know dark chocolate is you describe as, as bitter for example yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, lingonberry I, I I think it's that I think it's that sort of the, the fruits the fruit wine dryness comes in disappears quickly and then builds up and just gets you know juicier and fruitier as uh, as you sit there and wait. Yeah. Certainly does lingon. That's only one, yeah. Yeah. It's only one I get. 
So well, the, on on the on on the second sip, I got quite a lot of black pepper on the finish as well. As it come as it's coming through, you're getting that uh, that kind of vibe on there. Yeah. Oh, it's got a lovely hip burst of vanilla at the back of my mouth just just then. Oh, that was nice. <laughs> There's so much complexity you, you in this, um, but in a good way. Every time I'm every time I, I'm getting different things all yeah. the time. It's like mm. it's it's triggering different emotions and. Yeah, this is this is definitely one you just want to enjoy a little sip of. Let that explode, and and, and all the different things you're going to get from that, and then wait a bit, and then have a little bit more. You know, you, this is this is this is something yeah. else. This it's, is wonderful, Mitch. Loving this. Complex, well balanced. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I have a question. The ABV is forty six point one. Yeah. The ABV of the intelligence was forty six point one. Is that just an incredible <laughs> coincidence, or are you that accurate? Is that- no, it is, yeah, it's, um, it's a definite thing. Um, so one of the things, so I think most of our, in fact, all of the seasonal range whiskies would be 46.1%. Um, the Intelligence uh, isn't one of our seasonals, but it comes under our sort of limited release um, uh, umbrella, uh, if you will. But 46.1% is, is what Angela would uh, aims, aims for. And in fact, she will blend you know, her whiskey to, to suit that ABV. Good Lord. What, any what's reason? the logic there? What, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's... <laughs> um, uh, to be perfectly candid, I, uh, I, I would think it's that the well, forty-six percent ABV um, is the minimum level where you don't need to chill filter your whiskey to prevent oh, okay. it from becoming yeah. cloudy on the shelf. You know, if it gets cold or it's in a storage out the back, and bearing in mind that you know we're a, a Swedish company, most of our whiskey is sold and consumed in Sweden, where it is very cold <laughs> yeah. and where the shops yeah. sell it are in cold places. And um, unfortunately, well, unfortunately to a point, it's sort of natural as well. Um, one of the first things people buy with is their eyes. Um, and yeah. if, if you see a, a cloudy whiskey on the shelf, those who aren't, um, who, who are yet to learn, you know, lots of things and these interesting things that there are about whiskey, might see something cloudy and think that, no, oh, that's a, a defective product or an mm. inferior product, when in fact it, it doesn't mean anything. To me, it, you know, quite the opposite. If I can see a bit of haze in it, I think, that's still got all of the properties left in that liquid. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there when the blender was making it and was, was designing that release. So, but unfortunately that's not how, you know, it, it, it works with most works. people going in that, um, as I say, who are, are yet to, to learn, um, you know, some interesting things about whiskey or, or that in particular. So 46.1, um, it's and just, that that point one, just to make sure, it's just you know, one, that it's, one louder. Just to, yeah. to, to guarantee it. But with that, Point one to eleven. Well. Yeah. <laughs> a bit more flavour. Turn it up to eleven. Yeah. <laughs> just, just to make sure. What? Just that point one. Just yeah, a little nudge. Just, <laughs> just nudge it over. <laughs> Amazing. Oh Amazing. wow. Eleven point one. But I will say. Um, I will say. I don't know if that's what you know our, our marketing team would say if we were right. asked. Can I put that in? <laughs> I'd say leave it in. I'd say leave it. I don't. I don't see why not. I think you know. I just thought it was quite. I just, I just yeah. noticed it. I was like, that's very precise if they've meant to do that. And um, she's very talented for being able to, you know, get the flavour she wants while getting it down to that exact ABV as well. well I imagine she, she has fun doing it. So I keep talking about how hard she works. And whilst that is true, you know, she's doing a job that she loves. Not pretty loves job, really. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is really wonderful. It is. Nice. I, but I've said that about all th- and now the third Mac Mirror I've tried and I've, I've enjoyed every, every single one that I love how they are all, all different as well. Um, they they're, trying to do, they're trying to, yeah, but, yeah, but they're but, trying to do something different. This is unlike course, yeah. any other whiskies we're having. Um, and 
And yet within that, you're also finding this massive scope to do different things because obviously mm. there is massive scope to do different things. But um, this, this, when, when you then explain the story that you said, this is perfect. It's actually but, perfect because you get in the fruitiness and the berries and the, and the, and the exploration vibe and the different, different like tastes as well as that you'll get as you're out foraging or something like that. You get, everything's going to have, going to be different. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, we said about the herbs. Um, you, know, yeah. you said you found some herbaceous notes and things. That's something you know that you'd expect to find in the forest. You know, um, exactly. Pine needles, leaves underfoot. You know, sort of synonymous yes. with walking through a forest. So, um, you know, you're picking up on the things that that you know we would want people to pick up on. So, um, yeah. or that we'd like them to. You know, if, if they did. So, um, really glad to hear that it's gone down well. And um, oh, man, I got, I got a massive smile on my face. This yeah. is great. <laughs> This is actually weird. It's Everyone- the uh, happy hunting or the hunting happy. Cause this is the first bot life taken out into the wild world to like take nice photos of it around the city, you know, oh, wow. around the, the, uh, the, the canals of Manchester and stuff. And there's a lot of kind of old buildings and brickwork and stuff. And I took this out. So I got some really lovely pictures of the bottle in like in amongst moss and red brickwork and, you know, stuff like that. It's just weird that it's a happy hunting. Like you were saying earlier on, hunting for stuff. I was hunting for like these lovely backdrops and pictures and stuff. Yeah. It's just weird. <laughs> it was it was this whiskey. But well, yeah. so when, when Angela, um, she goes to say she's got a, a, a cabin in the forest that she goes to stay at, uh, I, I assume, you know, whenever she's able to. Uh, and even she, um, you know, when it's the season for it, um, goes out actually foraging blueberries and lingonberries um, and yeah, chanterelle mushrooms and, and just whatever she can sort of find out. Oh. Blueberries and lingonberries, they grow side by side to one another as well. So if you take a, a scoop of one, you're going to get, you know, a handful of the other come with it. Yeah. Um, their, their seasons overlap. Um, so yeah, I think you, you take a, a load of blueberries and lingonberries, you might end up with some white, unripened lingonberries in there that need to be taken out. Right. But, um, you know, they, they grow in harmony with one another and, and next to one another too. So it's almost like they were born to go into a wine that was then, you know, destined to become you know, a whiskey that was talking about going back out and foraging for these things as well. It's a big circle going all yeah. the way around. Oh, I love it. Mm. Love it. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. £59.90, which is a very reasonable price, I think. For a limited release bottle that's of this standard with this much thought and attention gone into it. Yeah. Hell yes. That's yeah, a great you know I mean? price. You get a lovely box of it. It looks beautiful. It's exciting to open and get, you know, that's especially with Christmas coming up. This is a nice little, uh, little bottling. I think this is a, this is a, a Christmas dram. I mean, it's an autumn release whiskey for us, but Christmas time, this, uh, I'll have this out with the family at Christmas as long as I'm able Unbelievable. to. Yeah, of course you would. Yeah. You definitely yeah. would. That's fun. But this has been fun. It's been so great fun. fun great whiskey. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thanks. Thanks for joining us again. Um, I'm, I'm sure you'll be back again because we've got others to cover. Yeah, do it. Um, yeah, we I'll, have. I'll be, <laughs> yeah, we've got to get. I'm so happy uh, to do it. Um, anytime you want to have me back, I'll be, I'll be more than happy to. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, that has been great. Fantastic. Thank you very much. Fantastic, and we'll speak to you very soon. Cheers, everyone. So, uh, whiskey god. Jaglika means hunting happy or happy hunting in Swedish. Have you ever been hunting? Please, I don't believe in blood sports. Oh, that's, uh, that's very good of you, Whiskey God. Very good of you. Yes, yes, yes. Well, unless, of course, I'm hunting pesky wabbits. I hate wabbits. <laughs> bibbidi, yibbidi, bibbidi, bibbidi, yibbidi. That's all, folks. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. That is all. <laughs>
Hey, this this whiskey really is mouth-watering. I don't know. I think that was a good note I took earlier. Every time I have a sip, my mouth just explodes. It's wonderful. Mm. Yes, it is nice. Oh, I got another little little clinky there. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Yes. Well, thank you, Richard McKeon. That was fun. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, uh, I just want to point out to everyone once again, if you got this far, you will realise that it's another week gone by where I asked Nick at the start how he was and he didn't ask me. Just uh, just point it out before we uh, talk about our other friend of the show. Oh, my uh, word. And Patreon, uh, Jeff Whiskey, um, a, proper, a proper gent who always asks how we are. Uh, and he sent um, he sent us a review, both of us, he asked both of us how we are. And he sent us this lovely review about the yak liquor via Instagram. Uh, he says, on his palate, he picked out the taste of spice mould wine, dried wood and berries. Uh, it's a pleasant waxy texture and this is the whiskey equivalent of walking through a dense wood on a chilly autumn morning it's great vision it's great vision there yeah so thanks for that jeff that's lovely isn't it yeah but i i agree with him i i think that's i think that's um more eloquent than we put it for me just mouth watering whiskey it's great i think i really have enjoyed it so uh yeah my, my saliva's squirting all over the place dave and isn't richard just delightful oh richard mackie and I don't know if that's how... Am I saying his name wrong? No. McKeon. Who knows? Yeah, McKeon. McKeon. Yeah, good. What, what a gent. <laughs> what an absolute gent. Uh, yeah. Absolute pleasure spending that time with him. We spent a whole hour with him, and uh, the full interview will go up on our Patreon page. You can just go and get involved over on patreon.com forward slash whiskey and things. Yeah, we spoke about quite a few other things as well, didn't we? We did indeed. We did indeed. We did a little A-B comparison with the intelligence as well, which was interesting. Two mirror whiskeys, two... Very different whiskies, but still with that Swedish McMira touch, which is good. Absolutely. Anyway, we'll be, uh, we'll be putting up a link within our show notes to the Whiskey Exchange so you can buy a bottle for yourself. And uh, also, if you click on that link, it helps us out in the process. So, cheers. That is true. Um, you can find out more about McMira at macmira.com. Yeah, they've got a lot of cool stuff going on, so go and have a look. They do, they do, they do. So thank you very much, uh, Richard McKeon, for coming on the show. It's great. Again. Again. And definitely friend of, friend of the pod. Absolutely. Yes. yes. Do you know what else? Uh, for those of you who are watching on, uh, watched, uh, watched it on Patreon, you will notice that all three of us were on brand. You were wearing your Whiskey and Things t-shirt. I was wearing my Space and Things hoodie, and he was wearing his Mac Mirror t-shirt. We were all on brand. I was it triple was on brand because I wore my, my hoodie and my t-shirt underneath. So if you <sighs> notice on the Patreon, I unzip my hoodie to reveal an identical t-shirt underneath with the same. It's it like Super Beautiful. Ted. You know, Super Ted kind of peeled his skin off, and it was like, well, not really. Yeah. I'd say completely nothing like Super Ted. And of course, you you were tasting it for your your whiskey and things. Don't care, weren't exactly. you? Exactly. Yeah, tasted even better. Please are coming to get us because we're trying to plug too much stuff all at once. But That's- there we go. Uh, <laughs> right now, you can get a twenty percent discount until November thirtieth with Black Friday twenty. If you put that code in on the whiskey and things website when you've uh, when you've ordered a t shirt, a hoodie, or a Glencairn, then you'll get twenty percent off. Isn't that, isn't that very generous of us, Nick? Bonus. Well, I yeah. know, right? Black Friday's I coming know. early here at Whiskey and Things. Yeah. Well, it's here for any day of the week between now and the end of November is Black <laughs> Friday to us. <laughs> there we go. But, uh, Nick, what have we got coming up next week? Well, another exciting week. Another exciting week. We had a new release this week and next week we've got one. Well, I don't even know when this one's coming out, mate. Next week, we're tasting a new whiskey from Westland, um, an American single malt. This is their 2020 commemorative release. It's their Gariana. 
the fifth edition of the Gariana. Now we tried the 2019 a few weeks ago, didn't we, Dave? We in did. Our, our, it was part of the, the whiskey show. What's in the wood tasting set? We did. And we loved that. Um, oh, it was my favourite whiskey I've ever ever tried. So I'm so excited about, about this. Dave was raving the about old, it. The old Gariana Grande. Yeah. And they've been yeah. uh, kind enough to send us a, a pot of leech. Wow. Thank you very much. Amazing. Um, so we'll be trying. I haven't even opened this yet because I've been taking pictures of it, etc. But I'm looking forward to trying it. And not only that, we're not only trying that, we also have Matthew Hoffman, co-founder of the Westland Distillery, on the show next week to talk about this release and all things Westland. I'm excited. I'm excited. We're recording this tomorrow. Uh, well, we're recording right now, we're recording on Monday, but Tuesday uh, we're recording this. So uh, I'm, I'm excited about this because one, I love that. I love the 2019, mm. and it's a, it's our first American single malt that we're actually going to be looking at in detail as well, which I think is interesting. Yes, I'm looking and forward I'll be to honest, talking about the wood. I had no idea that American single malt was a thing. Yeah, I just thought they did bourbon. No, it's amazing. That's just anyway. Uh, that's just their national drink. They do all kinds of stuff, all kinds yeah. of things, mate. Of course, I mean, of course they do. It makes perfect sense. But yeah, so me being exciting. Me being me. So yes. Yeah, so another good show this week, and I'm sure next week. Uh, it's going to be just as, just as fun. So come along. Come along for the ride. Yeah, we'll hope to see you. I don't know what I'm saying now. I'm just... you just become a carny. Blabbering. I am. I'm just <laughs> blabbering. I do not know what I'm come saying. Come along for the ride. Here we go. Hands step in. Step right up. Step right up. Come this way. Keep your arms inside at all times or you may die. Shabba. <laughs> Shabba. Shabba. Yes. Anyway... Let's, uh, yes. Let's, let's hit it and quit it. And as we say every week, cheers. Thanks, Thanks for coming. Whiskey and Things has been brought to you by And Things Productions.